Hello, everybody. This is Jake McGrail of CITR Sports Broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. The other week, CITR Sports and the UBC teamed up to cover a UBC men's volleyball practice. First, Diana Hong and Sarah Zhao took part in some of the team's drills, video of which you will soon be able to see on the UBC's YouTube page. Afterwards, Diana ran two interviews, first with Thunderbird athletes Colton Liu and Michael Dauhenyuk, and then with men's volleyball coach Mike Hawkins. Elsewhere, there wasn't a ton of Thunderbirds news this past week as new provincial health directives have put a pause on exhibition play, and we go back the better part of a century for our Thunderbird alum of the week. But first, here's Diana's interview with Colton Liu and Michael Dohanyuk. Alright, so I'll have some general questions and a question for Colton, Michael, and then we have a couple random questions. Alright, first question. How are you adjusting to the new normal with COVID-19? Do you want to take it? Sure, I got it. Um, I mean, the only kind of difference for us is just that we're not, you know, having competition on the weekend and we're not in class. Um, everything else is kind of very similar. Like, we're practicing every day. We're still uh, still in the weight room and everything. So, other than just wearing masks and not having competition, our lives are pretty much very similar to last year. Yeah. I'd, I'd say relatively the same thing. I find the biggest adjustment for me just online classes. Not a huge fan, but like, what else can you do? And uh, but yeah, we're practicing every day, and we're still lifting, so we got all that good stuff. We're having as much competition as we can. Um, how about difference in training from now and before COVID? Uh, just like some more protocols, like obviously wearing masks, sanitizing, wiping down everything. Um, everyone has like different <laughs> different jobs and whatnot to do. Um, oh, good. <laughs> and uh, we can't play on the weekends other than like with ourselves we've had a couple of scrimmages with trinity so that's been good but yeah all right and so thinking back with your experience of canadian making to canadian junior national team how was that experience for both of you guys (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'll take this one uh yeah experience was absolutely amazing um I mean, we got to compete in Cuba, Peru, and Bahrain, um, which was awesome just to experience those cultures and, uh, you know, travel around the world with some very close friends. Um, and the competition was just amazing. Like, you don't get to experience international competition every day, so it was great to experience that. Yeah, and it's a, it's a pretty big privilege to be able to represent your country on, on the world stage. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty awesome and getting to experience different cultures, like Mike said, and different players all around the world and uh always feel good about repping the leaf oh yeah (laughs) which culture would you like the best then like not like let's say (laughs) um if you were to go back right now you can't travel right but if you got a chance to go back which one where would you go first (laughs) not necessarily saying i like it better than the other yeah, cultures. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked my experience in uh, Bahrain for, um, for Worlds. That was like a super nice place. It was like 40 degrees every day and it was, so it was super hot and it was just like a good experience with the guys. There was a, a big outdoor pool and it felt like it was like a, a sauna, even though it was an outdoor pool. And it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, I'll have to say Peru, um, just because the food was awesome. 
absolutely amazing and I love food and they had uh, like for some of our team dinners and everything they had some uh, trust leches cake and uh, I indulged quite a bit in that over the competition so yeah favorite has to go to Peru. Okay. Um, reflecting back on this past season and with the nationals being cancelled what are your thoughts? Um, for me Either than obviously not having the competition on the weekends, like the mentality stays, still stays the same. Um, just grinding every day at practice, trying to be the best team and best players that we can be. Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, I mean, it, it sucks that we aren't able to compete to get to that uh, eSports banner, but uh, like we always have next year and we're always like competing every day with each other. So that's always fun to have. And uh, plans to prepare for next season, if there is one, hopefully. <laughs> so the next year. Are you gonna? Sorry, I was gonna Lance. ask. Yeah. Are you planning on playing for another year? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Well, that, that's the that's the current plan. <laughs> so. Yeah, if we have a season. Yeah. <laughs> if we, let's say we do. What are your plans if we do have one? Uh, I'll be going into my fourth year. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much plans as usual. Yeah. For me, I'm going into my fifth year, so I'll be graduating. But hopefully, there's a season in my fifth year. Okay. Oh, uh, where? When is the next exhibition game, and how are you treating these exhibition games? Next one is Friday, yeah. and then Last against Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, so we're only playing against Trinity right now. Um, playing this Friday, and I believe next Friday as well. Um, and I don't know, we're kind of preparing for it as if it was like a league game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Trinity is probably our toughest competition, so it's good to get some exhibition games against them. Um, but yeah, just treating it as on league games, <laughs> reviewing them, um, like doing video on everything and just pretty much. Yeah, we're basically just trying to simulate as much yeah. as we can in, in what little we can, you know what I mean? So Just like the normal tournaments. Yeah, we, we're doing what we can to make it as game-like as possible. Yeah. Right. Um, so you said you do another year. What do you look forward to in your fifth year? A championship. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Was it? That, that's, the main, that's the main goal. That's the main goal. But obviously, like every day, spending time with the guys and, and getting better. But the main goal is a championship. Alright, um, so for you, Michael, what yeah. does it feel like to be named second team All-Canada West in your second year? And what do you plan to do in, to improve? this year to bring a six, another successful year? Um, it was pretty awesome just to get that kind of accolade. I mean, it's like a kind of like a congrats for doing a good job in the season. Um, but I mean, like now the, it's preparation to, I mean, first of all, get a U-Sports championship for the team and have a great year. But obviously, um, first team, I mean, it's the only <laughs> thing better. Maybe MVP, I don't know. But no, U Sports Championship is definitely first on my priority. All right. Okay. Random question. Oh What's your favorite place to study? Uh, IKB. For me, probably IKB or, or forestry. Oh, definitely forestry yeah. for me. Forestry or the pharmaceutical building. That's a good one too. That one's very nice. That one's a good one too. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite food? I'm not a picky eater. I honestly like basically everything but if I had to choose like one specific cultural food probably Japanese food yeah I do like Japanese food but I've been making a lot of uh, macaroni and cheese <laughs> and uh, chicken wings so I'd have to <laughs> get that as my favorite right now <laughs> yeah so because you 
How was it like trying to get back into shape? Like, would you say you were, I mean, during COVID, for you? Um, well, like, we tried to keep as much shape as possible during COVID. Like, we are doing a lot of body weight exercises and everything. Um, so the only kind of difference was just starting to lift in September. And body took a little bit to get adjusted to it. And especially, like, right now, since uh, this week we're not allowed to go into the gym. Um, body's definitely feeling it. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward to just having that regular, consistent lift schedule during the year. Yeah, and for me, it was like same kind of thing. Um, beginning of kind of lockdown, it was a lot of body weight stuff. And then when things started opening up, got, got a little more in the gym, and that was good. But then obviously, it's not the same as being on the court playing, jumping a whole whole lot. So that was a little tough. Like, I'm, I'm definitely feeling it right now, like Mike said. Um, but I, I would say we both stayed pretty good in shape. Yeah. Good to hear. Okay, sorry, back to random questions. Okay. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Um, if it's like general, like probably strawberry, but if I'm going to like Dairy Queen or something, Smarties. Okay. Uh, so, if you were to put a playlist for your workout, what are two songs that you would put in to your playlist? Is it a playlist for the team or like a pump up playlist for you? For yourself, yeah. I don't even, I don't even know. I'm trying to think here. Or would it, okay, what kind of songs were you listening to during this whole global pandemic? Um, to go to music. My, my go to is definitely rap, but I got really big into like indie and indie pop during the summer. So probably indie, but if it's pump up rap. But you don't, can't think of any specific songs, no? I would say <laughs> one of them, probably What's Wrong by Isaiah Rashad and Kendrick Lamar. And. Another one, I don't know, something random like uh, Buttercup by Hippocampus. I don't know. <laughs> All right, for you, Michael? Yeah, same kind of thing. I've been listening to a lot of like indie and alternative. Um, right now, I'm doing a lot of studying because, uh, you know, midterm season. So uh, the music I'm listening to while studying is top two, probably from Eden by Hosier. Nice. And also Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. Nice. So. All right, thank you guys so much. Sweet. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for coping with us. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Now, here's Diana's interview with Coach Mike Hawkins. Okay, Coach Hawkins, what are some of the things that you had to adjust your um, plans or coaching styles to adapt the new normal with COVID-19? Yeah, I guess to, to start the year, we just had to be pretty strict with physical distancing, kind of as we figured out our you know, social bubbles, you know, individually and collectively. But once we were able to get into kind of relative normal practice, um, a lot of our training is a little bit more focused on like individual improvement as opposed to you know, preparing for opponents or trying to you know, win the league or win a national championship. This year is much more focused on like self-mastery. So a lot of our training is a little bit more focused on like technical improvement as opposed to um, like tactical efficiencies. All right. Um, have there been any unexpected positives that have come from these differences in training? Ooh, um, I would say like particularly in the summer, like us having to shift just how we remain connected, like in a weird way, as much as we're all starting to hate Zoom, I think Zoom has kind of turned into like an interesting way for us just to 
to stay connected in the summer, regardless if we're in, you know, Winnipeg, Calgary, or, you know, we have some athletes that are from Australia. And it's like we could find a way to be connected and have kind of like that visual connection as opposed to just texting each other or email. So I'd say like in that sense, you know, we've, we've been able to, to find some unique silver linings. Um, but I think also, again, just having the opportunity to, to keep perspective during this period. I think this is going to help our guys, um, you know, develop more resili- resiliency, but also I think like build that perspective of, you know, even though this isn't perfect, we do have it pretty well compared to a lot of, you know, other teams across the country and just being in Canada, having things a little bit better than you know, other parts of the world. Would you say technique wise, there are some improvements that can be made? Uh, for example, like soccer, you know, there's, you can't do, in the beginning, they couldn't do contact sports. So like volleyball itself, you everyone's touching the balls, right? So um, other than cleaning the ball a lot, would you say technique wise, were there any focus? Yeah, I think because we weren't able to get into like full team training, we spent really most of September focusing on like really isolated, like technical skill things, kind of what you're referring to. So normally we wouldn't spend that much time on those type of skills or those types of activities because we would feel the pressure of like needing to prepare for the season, you know, because typically our season starts like the middle of October. So by the middle of September, we're starting to play exhibition games and, you know, you want to like improve technically, but you also want results at that time. Like you, you want to know that what you're working on is is going to have like those positive um, outcomes. Uh, but now we we don't really have that that pressure. Like we can just be completely focused on that technical improvement. So, for sure at the beginning we could really isolate that. But even now, like as we're in full team training, you know that's still our, our main focus. All right. Um, how has the pandemic affected the recruitment process with all the uncertainty? Yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's been definitely interesting. So. Um, you know, kind of right as COVID hit was kind of when the club volleyball season was like really ramping up. So there were a lot of athletes that we just didn't get, didn't get to see in person. And, you know, even though, you know, a lot of high school student or student athletes have reached out to us via email and they'll have kind of like video highlights, it, it's just different being able to see them in person, see how they interact with their teammates. Uh, and also you can just identify you know, other athletes across the country. Um, so that, that was definitely like a, a bit of a shift, but also now just, you know, if we're talking to a recruit and we're, you know, pretty adamant about bringing them into UBC, like they don't have the opportunity to come on campus, to visit UBC, to, to interact with our team, which I think is like that social component's really important. Uh, so I think, you know, we're able to find ways to, to kind of shift and, and pivot our strategies. But I think, you know, I, I definitely feel for the, the student athletes, like those grade 12s who are trying to make arguably the biggest decision of their lives without being able to like physically visit the campus. Um, so with our team specifically, um, Michael mentioned that if there is hopefully a next season, um, he wanted win in championships. Yeah. So what are your plans with the team for the next year, next season? Hopefully there is one. Yeah, I said to our guys like the very first practice that we had, you know, when we were you know, still unsure what the second semester was going to bring that like, regardless if it was this year or if it was in 2022, uh, our goal is to win the next national championship. So that's been kind of like a big driver for us. Like we have the, we have the quality, we have the talents, you know, of the athletes and the coaching staff in our gym. And now it's just gonna be, you know, our job to make sure that we use this unique year to our advantage so that when we start up in, you know, fall 2021 and, you know, knock on wood, we're kind of back to like some normalcy that, 
we're prepared better than anybody else to, to really be the favorites for a national championship. So anything else you would like to add? Ooh. <laughs> any, any particular area that I... <laughs> well, it can be about, you know, my performance today, or it can mm. be about... <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I would just say um, I, I'm definitely proud of our guys and pr proud of our department uh, and just like how we've handled this. Again, I think we're fortunate that we're here in BC, you know, there's obviously other parts of the country that are struggling with COVID cases more than we are. Um, but I think the way that our department handled it and really, you know, promoted kind of a student athlete centered focus on making sure that we can provide training to our athletes in you know, the safest way possible, understanding that, you know, this is a big part of their identity. So like we're allowing them to continue kind of developing as student athletes, uh, but also just really proud of our guys on how they've handled just so much uncertainty and so many things changing. You know, particularly our, our older guys, like our veteran guys who, you know, maybe were preparing for this to be their last year. Uh, honestly, I'm just really proud of our group on, on how they've handled everything. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We will now have a quick break for ads and PSAs before we get to the news roundup and the Thunderbirds alum of the week. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers. UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it on. Welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. For this week's news roundup, we unfortunately don't have any live sports action to report on due to the recent cancellation of exhibition play. There is one good piece of news, however, as legendary UBC football coach Frank Smith has been inducted into the Canada West Hall of Fame. Smith began his 21-year tenure at UBC in 1974, and over that time won five Hardy Cups and reached the Vanier Cup Final four times, winning two national championships in 1982 and 86. The Thunderbirds won 126 games under him, and over 40 of his players went to the CFL. This induction comes a year after Smith was enshrined in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, and he now joins two of his former players, Glenn Steele and Mark Norman, in the Canada West Hall. Now, we move from one legendary Thunderbird to another, as Corey Branson will share our Thunderbirds alum of the week. Howdy, everybody. Corey Branson here, presenting our T-Bird Alumni of the Week segment. For those unfamiliar with our pandemic programming, each week one of us will do a deep dive into a former UBC athlete that achieved success in sport and otherwise. 
There are no time period restrictions. You'll hear about athletes that graduated last May and those that haven't stepped foot on campus in 100 years. For this week's show, we're hearkening all the way back to the 1930s and featuring a sports person that our colleagues at the UBC once described as the best woman athlete ever developed on the campus, Ruth Wilson. Dual sport athletes get a lot of press, and for good reason, but Wilson's athletic achievements would have blown them all out of the water. She competed at a high level in golf, tennis, softball, volleyball, and archery for the Thunderbirds and otherwise in the late 30s and early 40s, but it was through basketball that her legacy was firmly cemented. Wilson first played on the UBC team in 1936, where her dual threat ability quickly became apparent. She took the following season off, but returned to the Thunderbirds in 1938, remaining with the team until 1941, the year in which she led UBC to a senior B-League title, the school's first women's basketball title in a decade. After UBC, she led the Vancouver Headlands to four consecutive Canadian championships from 1943 to 46, and then won a couple more as coach and founder of the Vancouver Islers in 1949 and 50. Her last Canadian championship coaching triumph came in 1973 with the Vancouver Buzz Bombs, though her coaching and managerial success was international as well. She was an instrumental member in creating Canada's formal women's basketball team, a group she coached in the Pan Am Games on multiple occasions, winning a bronze medal in Winnipeg in 1967. While at UBC, Wilson amassed countless achievements in her wide array of disciplines. She was the BC Junior Tennis Champion in 1936. She represented BC eight times and Canada once on its golf teams and set a woman's record at Point Grey with a 72. In 1939, she won a volleyball championship and was a member of the archery team, and in 1940, she was elected UBC Women's Athletic Representative on campus. After leaving, and while her basketball career was in full swing, she played in two Women's Softball World Series in 1943 and 1946. All in all, Wilson's athletic achievements were unparalleled and her legacy at UBC as a member of the school's Hall of Fame and with a scholarship awarded in her name lives on to this day. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Thank you again to Colton Liu, Michael Dauhanyuk, and Mike Hawkins for coming on the show. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail, Diana Hong, and Corey Branson. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.